0: Just a reminder, our podcast deals with crimes that are often violent and graphic in nature, so listener discretion is advised. So when in doubt, leave the kids out. Now, please let us take you back in time
1: thought i'm hitting oh i did hit
0: record (laughs) yes hey everyone we were just having a mishap there with the recording but we got it going and (sighs) welcome back and melissa and i are well and happy and excited not coughing anymore and can talk yeah three weeks yep three weeks sorry we missed it yes we were sick but now we're well and it Thankfully it. it was yep, it was not that bad. <laughs> and so we were able to get back on track, but it still took some time. So welcome back.
1: Yep. But we're going to still talk about the story we were gonna talk about. Yes. Um a couple of weeks ago, which was Easter week when, you know, COVID happened and we had to stop things. Um so we're gonna talk about something that happened on Easter, but at least it's not the week of, so we hope you had a nice Easter. And then we're gonna talk about um James Rupert you want to talk about James yes let's talk about James Rupert
0: sounds good oh you want me to talk about James (laughs) okay sorry we're trying to get back on track together yes okay so I'm talking about James all right we are talking about um, James he was born on April the 12th which happened to be what last week yes yes Um, Monday was a week in 1934 He was the second child. He had an older brother. His brother's name was Leonard Jr. So as a lot of the stories we talk about, Melissa, sometimes, not everyone, but most of them have a rough home life or an upbringing, and Mm -hmm. so he was no different. His home life wasn't the best. His father, Leonard, had a very violent temper, and he didn't show much affection for his two sons. The mother, her name was Charity, and she was not shy about the fact that she would have rather had a daughter instead of another son. She would often brush James, who we're talking about, his hair and talk to him like he was a baby, even when he was a teenager. So that, that's kind of creepy, in yeah. a way, you know, um, doesn't sound quite but like he's off to a good start. <laughs>
1: well, not healthy to say, hey, wish you were a daughter.
0: Yeah, that didn't help. And then you're brushing the hair like you would a daughter. And so um then Leonard, the dad, he died when his children, Leonard Jr., was 14 and James was 12. So this forced James's older brother, Leonard Jr., to step up and kind of take on a role of head of the household for the family. And if he had a father that was violent and had a temper, you can probably imagine Kind of how he handled things, trying to be the cycle. man of the Yeah, that cycle of... Um, and he didn't know how to be a man at 14. And so he stepped up. And then... So he was older. And like we just said, he uh, had a habit of picking on James. Because James was smaller and weaker. And, of course, he was younger. So...
1: Uh, but he had, no, I was which it's say. normal for older siblings to pick on younger siblings. It is, yes. I'm the middle, and my older and younger, they both ganged up me, on me all the time. That's right. However, so. I didn't, you know, go crazy like yes.
0: <laughs> the juries, no, I'm just.
1: <laughs> they might she tell a different story. Crazy.
0: She is not crazy. <laughs> so when James was 16, he decided to run away from home. Um because he was depressed about his home life but he also tried to hang himself with a bed sheet Mm -mm. and he was undecided and so he returned decided he was (laughs) unsuccessful oh he was unsuccessful (laughs) he decided he was gonna well okay (laughs) he decided he was gonna hang himself with the bed sheet but he was unsuccessful Yep. so at that point he might have been undecided whether to try again or not and I don't know <laughs> but anyway he he decided he he did decide that he would return home so poor guy uh-huh. he just he couldn't he just
1: couldn't execute that yeah, plan the yeah. way and
0: it's it's such a sad thing and and you know we don't suicide is definitely not funny if you have any oh, no. thoughts please get help but he just um he was very sad so then we're going to flash forward to his adulthood. He went to college, evidently, yeah. which was a good thing. I mean, you, you know, but he dropped out after two years and uh, he began to train as a draftsman. But in 75, 1975, he was unemployed, unmarried and still living at home with his mother. Um, he also owed his mother and brother a lot of money that he had lost trying to play the stock market during the crash in 1973.
1: Um, evidently, they didn't think too bad of him if they gave him money to play well, on the stock market. <laughs> he was um, like odd jobs here and there, never kept a steady job for a certain amount of time.
0: So, you know, he lived at home with his mom and she was threatening to kick him out of the house. Um, not only because of the money that he owed them, but because he had developed a drinking habit. Uh, Leonard, his brother, Leonard Jr., was very successful during this time. He had graduated with a degree in electrical engineering. He actually had a loving marriage with, guess who? James's ex girlfriend. That's a slap. That, in the that's face. just
1: yeah, added that, on top to yes. the injury.
0: Her name was Alma and so that, yeah, that had to be hard, um, so Leonard Jr. and Alma lived together in a home in Fairfield, Ohio. They had eight children, ranging in ages from four to 17, so wow, eight kids, um, so you can imagine, whew, uh, James had to have been just really jealous. Uh, so as human nature does, it takes over and oftentimes we compare ourselves when we shouldn't, but we compare us, ourselves to how other people are doing and, or if they have something new. And um, so we just, you know, we beat just, ourselves up yeah. unnecessarily. Right. <laughs> when they probably just got free money from the government. No. and buy <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Not really. But anyway, <laughs> You can see how James was probably jealous, as we were talking about, of his brother. Because his brother's got the marriage of the ex-girlfriend, the home, and and the kids. So, he's got the little pretty little American family. Um, So, his brother was jealous. And he was still living at home and achieving very little um, at the time. So, we consider because social media was yeah. not in existence that so, um, that this had to really affect his mental state. But now we know everything on social media, and we get to watch everybody's perfect life. Um, and we have to realize
1: that's not that's a snapshot of one good moment, and that's right. not the reality of what was behind that five seconds before or five seconds after. That's right.
0: That's right. Because right. you don't you don't really you can't look at somebody and look at a picture. It's kind of like a you know, the magazines where they yeah, and paint and the bodies and Photoshop the photos. Yeah. And, like, they're, yeah. So it's not the reality. And sometimes we get sucked into that. And um, it's not always, it, sometimes it is, but it's not always that way. So um, it, it's really amazing that there's not more crimes because of the similar motives. Uh, I think there is a lot, but I think there's definitely more. more
1: mental health issues and depression yes. and anxiety about seeing everybody's feed be so perfect and happy and all yes. oh, they're doing this, they're doing that. They got that. And
0: yeah, and that's definitely so. not a good thing. So it's good to limit, yourself yes from those screen uh, time don't scroll facebook for hours that's right
1: (laughs) or instagram
0: well and now people get so many more ideas on how to do things um and because they're called influencers right the people on instagram and people just get
1: upset and cry over how many likes they have they can't get so many likes and that's that's not healthy
0: that's right um so james was often described as quiet he didn't really stand out He had no prior record, though, and no violent outbursts. Um, A month before everything was about to go down, his behavior started to change. So we would consider this a red flag moment. Uh, Anytime someone is acting out a character, it's time to pay attention because something usually isn't right. And there's usually steps taken before it gets to the point of Mm -hmm. um, committing this crime or a crime. He also, James was also battling depression, um, and evidently this was near his breaking point. So he went and bought some ammunition and started asking questions about the use of silencers. Then on March the 29th, 1975, he um, was seen out in his yard, I guess. I think it was by the
1: river, like in in the area. Someone saw him out there, and he was um, target practice, basically, with a bunch of cans.
0: So I guess, you know, he's an adult and all of a sudden he's starting to do something different, um, been depressed. And so even if his neighbors didn't really realize what was going on, his mom did and probably his brother, because you go from being quiet, drinking all the time. And then all of a sudden you're out, all of a sudden you got guns, Buying guns and yeah. shooting things, <laughs> <'Cause>, right? Because, <laughs> I mean, a lot of people like to engage in shooting practice and target shooting. And it's a sport.
1: Um, it's fun, but it is.
0: But this out of the was, blue
1: for not your character, exactly. That's of. right.
0: Yeah. So if if somebody just starts, and they're by themselves, I think that's another one. Because usually yeah, he people more. like to get together and do things um together. So, um, so he was seen practicing with a bunch of cans as targets, and then that same night that he had been seen shooting the cans, uh, he was at a bar because he liked to drink. So mm-hmm. that was one place he went to kind of, I guess, um. Self-medicate. Self-medicate. For depression. He started talking with this lady named... um, She was an employee. She was an employee named Wanda Bishop at the bar. And he started complaining to her about a problem that he needed to solve and that his mother was getting on his nerves. I wonder what she, you know, I don't know. Bishop reported to the police that he was upset with his mother because she told him what i love this no keep going okay you're good so because she told him that if he could afford to go out and buy beer seven nights a week he could pay rent she's not wrong (laughs) no i agree if you can buy beer and cigarettes and drugs and not pay your bills then something's wrong there so yes she is definitely not wrong um so he started unloading that to wanda bishop and then um But because he had an addiction, and just like we said a while ago, he was self-medicating for his depression. And so he wasn't going to go without his drug of choice, which was alcohol. Um, That just wasn't an option for him. So that night, he left the bar around 11, but then he came back because bars typically stay open all hours of the morning to the last year. But anyway, (laughs) so he came back, and um, she asked if his problem had been solved. But I wonder what Wanda was thinking. Like, I'm sure she hears all kinds of things at yeah. the bar. So she probably didn't think anything much about it. Because, um, I mean, for him to come back and she's like, is your problem solved? Well, like maybe she was just trying to make conversation. Yeah, but, like you know, his problem was his mom. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Maybe did you go talk to her? Did you? Right, right. right. So I'm thinking she thinks there was nothing nefarious or hopefully she would have done something I- different. Maybe. <laughs> So he comes back and stays till closing time not he had not solved his problem and closing time was around 2:30. Yep. See, so yeah, I was right. So <laughs> um, now you can call and get the
1: alcohol delivered to your house. Oh yeah, they Cause have because that you can't go to the
0: bar. Yeah, they have all those door things that door people come. Yeah. yeah. That is like Now you don't even have to go out. To yeah. the bar. I can't. Can you imagine what the um you get alcohol delivered to your house What a tip on that would be i mean uh, it's gotta be more I, I don't drink so i don't know but it's <laughs> gotta be more expensive i would think just like anything else so the next day was easter sunday so we're going to jump right into that mm-hmm. in just a minute
1: okay yep <laughs>
0: All right. So, hey, guys, we're talking about Easter Sunday, March the 30th, 1975. Charity, who was mom of Leonard Jr. and James, um, she was really excited because she was going to have her family home for Easter dinner. And then um, they had great plans. But James, who we've been talking about, that has the drinking problem and self-medicates and goes to the bar and is shooting outside, He was upstairs sleeping off his drinking from the night before, which where he was at the bar talking to Miss Wanda. And then Leonard, his wife, Alma, ex-girlfriend of James, James, (laughs) which is probably why he didn't mind staying in bed. They came with all eight children and they arrived and they began an Easter egg hunt out on the lawn. Mm -hmm. And then after the egg hunt, most of the children were playing in the living room they were going through their baskets as we all do and um, seeing what was in their eggs. And so I'm, um, hold on one second, I'm trying to <laughs> make my
1: computer <laughs> work here. Difficulty. Yeah.
0: So, what in the world? It is not wanting to work.
1: <laughs> it said, How it dare you try it? Okay.
0: Me. I don't know. That's crazy. I don't know what that. Let's see. It's not doing anything. All right, guys. So I'm setting up the scene. They're in the room. <laughs> the kids are
1: playing with their baskets, and so Charity, she's at the kitchen stove. She's cooking, um, like sloppy joes for the kids, and she's trying to fix, um, lunch, like late lunch. And um, wait, have they already eaten their turkey and ham? It didn't talk and... about what they were having. Um. <laughs> okay. Yeah. To... So my Ooh, computer his... is.
0: Maybe it isn't frozen.
1: It's frozen, I don't guys. know. It has decided not to work. Sorry about that. So, so Charity's at the stove. She's cooking um, Sloppy Joe's. And. Actually, Sloppy Joe's. Is that what it says? Well, yeah. For the kids. I, I guess. Know, well, but you know how, like, my kid doesn't eat anything we I eat. I know. Out of a Thanksgiving or, or Easter dinner, he would right. eat nothing. I so guess they really like Sloppy We would sloppy have to joes. cook him something else. And Sloppy Joe's, they're not horrible. So,
0: plus feeding what eight children eight children <laughs> two parents two other
1: adults supposedly that would be what 12 people so sloppy joes would be cheaper of course okay so ch- she, charity's right. in the kitchen and she was joined by leonard jr and alma they're probably all talking about you know the egg hunt or catching up because they're coming to visit cause, you know they live in fairfield and the kids are all checking out their eggs. Shirley with eight kids. So they're like, no, that's mine. I don't like that kind of candy. I'm Can sure. I have yours? I'm sure. I can't <laughs> imagine it was as quiet. Because the youngest was four. Yeah. Up to 17. Yeah. So. Um, but it was around four o'clock. So James woke up and he gets ready to come downstairs. And so as he's coming downstairs, he is carrying four weapons. Four weapons. He's got a 357 Magnum, two .22 caliber pistols, and a rifle that um, he... Slidely comes down the stairs and he props it up against the refrigerator door where it still was. So I don't think he used the rifle, I think he used just the, the handguns. So, okay. Um, but he first shoots. But he has four. He and has this four. is a 1975. <laughs> okay. All righty. Again, just want to say if you're going to use it, you're going to find a way to get one. But anyway. Yes. Um, <laughs> so he shot his brother first and then his sister in law, uh-huh. which was his ex girlfriend, yes. then his mom. Um, And then he turned to his nieces and nephews. Wow. So it's happened in a span of five minutes. And there were like 35 rounds fired. And he literally only paused just to reload. Um, Most of them were shot in the head. One was shot in the chest. Um, So after this shooting spree, all 11 of his family members were um, lifeless in this family home. Five were in the kitchen. Six were in the living room. And it happened so fast. That only one wastebasket was tipped over. There was wow. no like struggles. There was no couch cushions out of place. No one was like, they didn't have time to run. They, they screamed. It happened so fast. They didn't know what was
0: happening. Um, you know, they couldn't have, the kids, especially being in another room and within five minutes.
1: Wow. I mean, and one of the policemen's came in. I mean, the, the little four year old still had a chocolate egg in his hand. Oh, wow. That he had just opened up to, to eat. Oh. Um, but about three hours later, so he changed his clothes. Don't know if he did anything like eat or whatever. Um, but he calls the police himself. Okay, Wow. And he reported that there had been a shooting there. And so when the cops arrived, he's just standing in the doorway. And once they look past him and see the evidence of what has happened, they immediately arrest him and he went without any issues. Okay. He, he just, here, take me in, whatever. Um, So he fully cooperated, but he left quietly and he refused to speak about it. So he went with them, like acknowledging, yes, this is my fault. Right. Take me in, but I'm not going to talk about it. wonder why he didn't take himself out of the picture, too. Well, that's usually what happens when, like, family annihilators, it's the family and then themselves. Yes. Um, there were some money issues going on. I think he believed he could get out of it by a plea of insanity or something. And then eventually the inheritance in the house, the, the money gotcha. would be his. Okay. Um, in the long run, because I'm sure he was not 100% positive on how that works, because that, right. that's not what would have happened. But right. um, but it's obvious nobody was restrained. There's no signs of the struggle. That one wastebasket that was tipped over, um, they didn't have time to react at all. Um, officers who arrived, you know, the images, you know, they couldn't shake them out of their brains. Um, it was just crazy. Turned the town upside down. Nothing had ever happened like that before. It was one of the most... Just mass shootings in in like private residents that had happened in like ever of U.S. history at that time, and so during the pending trial, it was like a circus. That people were just pouring in. They were like trying to peek through the glass, saying it was a free show. They they were oh, just wow. trying to yeah. before the whole media. They were making themselves, you know, the media. They people wanted have to always be. been curious and want to be nosy yeah. and into things. So, um, so in his original trial, so. he <laughs> He had more than one, by the way. So, in his first one, he was found guilty of 11 counts of homicide and sentenced to life in prison. 11 um, life sentences to serve consecutively. Okay. But it was overturned as a mistrial because they said he didn't have a fair trial. Okay. And that's usually hard to get. wonder
0: why. they No no content on why the fair trial didn't have. Okay. mm,
1: So, they, they had a second trial and they moved it 125 miles north where they said that, you know, no one knew you around here. You were a loner, so you should have a very fair trial. Right. And so in the second trial is when it came out about, you know, people seeing him target practicing. Wanda Bishop said, hey, while he was at the bar, this is what we talked about and um, about his mom being a problem. So, again, he's found guilty of all 11 counts of homicide and sentenced to 11 consecutive life sentences. Why on earth, in 1982, he was granted another trial during an appeal? I have no idea. Um, But he was trying to plead insanity as a reason for his actions, which may have been his plan all along of some sort. And
0: I've said for years that anybody that does this, even if it's just one murder, you're not in your right mind when you do that. So really, you know, anyway, go ahead. That's
1: just my thought. My two cents. (laughs) Well, I I just don't understand defense attorneys because I just, I don't know how they sleep at night. I could not, but anyway, I don't. But his defense attorney personally funded to have experts in different, you know, psychological fields from all around the country come and testify that he was insane insane on his behalf. And um, that could not have been cheap, (laughs) but he really believed that he was insane. So on July 23rd, 1982, he was found guilty to two counts of first-degree murder for the death of his mother and brother. And then he was found not guilty of all the other eight murders of the children.
0: So, he went from guilty for two to... No, guilty of
1: 11. Well, yeah, so... Guilty
0: of two. Right, so, but I'm saying the guilty of two, like, after he shot them and then made it to the children, I guess oh, he was then insane he was, like,
1: yeah. in a matter of seconds. Okay. But, so, he was... He received only two consecutive life sentences. Okay. And I guess they're saying he was so meant to hurt his mother and his brother because they were his family. They had caused all those problems as he was younger. And then, like, he didn't know what to do because the kids were there. So just take out got everybody. Gotcha. Um, and but, the wife.
0: Uh, his ex-girlfriend. Yeah. The wife. Yeah. Okay. She was just, you know, they
1: were there. Uh, but in June of 1955, at the age of 61, he was granted a meeting with the parole board and thankfully, his appeal was denied. Yes. So, he had another meeting in 2015, which wasn't that too long ago. And he was also denied. So, as of December of 2019, he was in Franklin Medical Center in Columbus, Ohio. But he does have a next parole hearing in 2025. He will be 90. Um, let's hope they decide to still keep him locked away. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly right. Because he needs to be locked away for those all oh. those murders. Those babies, those yes. poor babies. Um, Charity Leonard Jr., Alma and the eight children, they were laid to rest at Arlington Memorial Gardens in Cincinnati, Ohio. And then one year, and I've never heard of, or at least if they do this, they don't talk about it a lot of times in like my research. But one year after the the murders were done, they opened the house to the public. Oh. Okay. And it still had like blood stains in the basement, blood drip the head dripped oh, wow. down. Okay. Everything was still like it was, and they let people come in for a free-for-all to buy like. Open auction. Back then, they may not have had crime scene cleanup teams. Well, I don't know. They, um, people showed up. I mean, people showed up, they said, in like curlers and, you know, men smoking cigars and like all walks of life. They just flocked to get inside this house and see what was, what they could buy and get their hands on. Wow. Uh, Like blood stain didn't matter. Like it's just, uh, I don't know. People have a fascination with that stuff. They do. That's why, you know, murder museums exist and stuff. But after the auction, Uh, The house was cleaned out and renovated and cleaned up, and then someone else um, moved in. And it was a family that was new to the area, and they had no idea what had happened there. Like, no one told them, like, no neighbor was like, hey, by the way, guess what happened at your house? And that's supposed to be Um, disclosed, (laughs) at least
0: nowadays. Maybe this is why. Nowadays, when you sell a house, it has to be disclosed if anything happened
1: in that house yep but they had no idea it came from this and then they didn't stay long because they reported hearing unexplained noises and voices and it just kind of creeped them out so then they kind of like you know split and so even today it's occupied but it's never occupied for very long families tend to move in and out i'm not one that would want to live somewhere (laughs) like that i'm good i'd be so mad if i moved in and put everything up and find out what happened there yes then I would have to move immediately. And everybody's walking by your window looking like, at you like
0: before you know. And you're thinking, why are they looking at us really strange? They must think we're strange. And you don't know what's <laughs> going on and why.
1: That would not be fun. Mm-mm. So that is the story that we have prepared to give you during Easter week. Uh, we're late. But, you know, better showing up than not showing back up at all. And thank you for listening and yes. coming back. Um, so the sources for this episode are our favorite murder pedi wikipedia.org and the always helpful wikipedia Um, pictures will be posted on our facebook page don't forget to like and subscribe and tell your friends about us thanks so much for being patient um, with us during our absence and we're so glad to be back and have people listening so until next week we love you and remember do the crime and it'll catch up with you in time and we'll talk about it